Well, thanks so much for joining us for another of our Tech Law 10 podcasts. This, I guess, is 102 now. Uh, so I'm Jonathan Armstrong at Dwayne Morris over here in the UK. And with me is my colleague, Eric Sinrod, who has been musing on changed privacy policies at Facebook this week, Eric. It's true. We're almost all on Facebook these days, so I guess there is some relevance to many hundreds of millions of people, potentially. Um, I am Eric Sinrod. I am Jonathan Armstrong's partner. I am in San Francisco on a beautiful day. But be that as may, uh, the Federal Trade Commission, otherwise known as the FTC, has launched an inquiry to determine whether Facebook's recently announced privacy policies violate a prior agreement to obtain express consent before revealing users' private information to new viewers. And this came to light, at least to me, via a recent New York Times article. And according to that article, the FTC is claiming that Facebook's new policies, Jonathan, require users to provide Facebook with broad permission to utilize their personal information in advertising. Um, Facebook's response to that has been that this requirement stems from a class action settlement to users who had been unhappy that their names and images were used in Facebook ads to tout products to their friends. Um, so the real question is, you know, what, where are we going with all this? Um, Facebook, according to this article, reports that its policies do not give additional rights to the company to use consumer information in advertising. Rather, these policies, quote, clarify and explain Facebook's existing practices, close quote. But there's not unanimous agreement about that. And in fact, uh, Senator Edward Markey, he's a Democrat, Jonathan, from Massachusetts, uh, worries that Facebook users are losing control over their personal information. And just last week, he sent a letter to the FTC urging it to take action. So he's trying to spur on the FTC. Um, The FTC, um, you know, does seem to have some cause to be worried, at least in its own viewpoint, about Facebook's sponsored stories, as they're called. And this is a practice of repackaging user posts as global advertisements. The commission has already put its foot down in March over advertising disclaimers in social media, like sponsored tweets. So Facebook's advertisements uh, in the guise of personal endorsements are uh, potentially suspect. The New York Times article reports that some users disdain inadvertently becoming pitchmen for products, which led led to that litigation I believe I alluded to before and a 2011 class action settlement. Um, As a result of this settlement, Facebook claims it allows users to view the sponsor stories they've been associated with and provides them with some say as to how their names and images might be used uh, in future advertisements. And according to this New York Times article, Uh, Facebook's proposed policies were posted, Jonathan, a couple weeks ago on the Facebook site, but because of various negative comments from users, including worries about a provision that assumes parental consent for names and images of their teenage kids, and also a complaint letter by privacy advocates to the FTC, uh, Facebook reportedly has not yet implemented these policies. Um, Plainly, we've not heard the last about this as Facebook the FTC, uh, privacy watchdogs, and users iron out issues raised by Facebook's proposed privacy policies. And with that all being said and done, and hopefully I didn't march through that too quickly, but we are Tech Law 10, 
after all, <laughs> signifying 10 minutes, although we don't always <laughs> adhere to that. I now throw it back to you, Jonathan, uh, to get your thoughts about this. I think that sounds to me like it's going to be an interesting debate. I mean, on the, on the international level, Facebook uh, also are involved with a number of, um, let's just say, regulatory interventions by various um, data protection regulators across Europe. And there's a wider debate, as you might recall, with the European Commission saying that they're going to review the safe harbor uh, agreement, which is, if you like, the refuge of a number of, uh, of social media businesses. Facebook are slightly different because in Europe they operate through an Irish entity. And, of course, the Irish regulator himself has been asking uh, Facebook some questions about their European privacy policies. But the, uh, I guess the wider uh, agenda here is that the FTC as well uh, have an effort to get closer, I think rightly so, to the data regulators body, the so-called Article 29 Working Party in Europe. Why? Because the Commission have expressed concerns about the operation of the Safe Harbor Scheme after a number of U.S. technology businesses uh, cooperated with the U.S. as part of the PRISM project. So it'll be interesting to see how all of that plays on this side of the Atlantic as well, given that my prediction will be between now and the end of the year, we'll have the FTC, I, I think, on a sort of goodwill mission to Europe on a regular basis, trying to persuade Europe that it too cares about privacy and all of this stuff. And I guess from Facebook's point of view, they're not in a great position if the FTC are looking to make examples of people as part of this um, campaign to show people in Europe that they're getting tough. I mean, I suppose the other point I'd finish on, Eric, is um, I, I think many people think that social media uh, operators are broadly born equal. But as you know, I've been doing some work recently uh, looking at different forms of social media network and the people behind them. And I think it's fair to say that some of them are much less responsible than Facebook. And it's all very well to attack social media operators for being you know, too big and market dominant. But at the same time, some of those, like Facebook, do invest uh, in people like, um, you know, government affairs people. I know some of those government affairs people at, at Facebook who are of the, the highest caliber, whereas some of the smaller, less reputable operators really do think that once they've got your personal data, it's theirs to sell, you know, whatever they want to do with it. So I think we need, again, to be a little bit cautious about over-regulating this sector, and in particular, over-regulating the good guys, if that's the category Facebook are in, rather than some of these unscrupulous operators who are causing uh, distress to many. So, so that would be my quick to penis well, worth, as we say. Well, I think those are very good points, and you're very insightful 
especially given how late it is your time and you're, you're sharp <laughs> as always, sharp as a tack, because you're right. I mean, Facebook, you know, really does have hundreds of millions of users, is rather ubiquitous. And at the end of the day, you know, good privacy practice is good business. And uh, I think Facebook does have very good people there. And, you know, just because, and I don't want to create the wrong impression, just because I'm reporting that the FTC is looking into this, and there's a senator who's concerned and some privacy watchdogs, that's not to say there aren't some well-meaning people at Facebook trying to get it right when it comes to users' privacy. Because over time, uh, if users are upset uh, about how their private data is handled, uh, they're, they're ultimately going to migrate elsewhere, no matter how big a company is. So, uh, you know, good point, Jonathan. Uh, that being said, I think we're now at our, our 10 of Tech Law 10. So we want to thank you for joining us for this 102nd uh, edition of Tech Law 10. We're, we're hoping for many more. Keep sending us your comments in terms of ideas on future topics. I'm Eric Sinrod in San Francisco. I'm at ejsinrod at DwayneMorris.com. As you know, you can find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. Jonathan, why don't you close it out and bring us home? Yeah, just a fairly unusual uh, end to this. Um, I'm looking into issues around travel data. Um, so data that corporations have on their executives who are traveling. We'll maybe return to that next week, in next week's Tech Law 10, and we can explain a bit more about the issues. But if you're involved um, in handling of travel data and you've experienced any issues, particularly in the last few weeks, I'd very much like to hear from you. Of course, you can do that publicly on our LinkedIn pages. Or you can do it privately, either to Eric or I. My email address is jparmstrong at duanemorris.com. Obviously, you can find all of our contact details uh, on our website at www.duanemorris.com too. And as I say, if you're interested in travel data or you've come across issues relating to that recently, we're interested in hearing from you. And we look forward to speaking to you in a week or so, all that remains is to thank you once again for your attention this week and look forward to speaking to you next. Bye now. Cheers.